targets up here. We just had something go right over the top of us that, I hate to say this, looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast and went right over the top. Was dramatic. Good evening, folks, and welcome to Alien Addict on this fine and long cylindrical. That's cylindrical. No, I'm not even going to try. Stu, how, how do I say? How do I say it? <laughs> evening. Cylindrical. Cylindrical. Yeah. Cylindrical. There we go. Cylindrical <laughs> evening. But cylindrical it is. However. It's not. Not a rocket. It's not a rocket. It's not a rocket. It's not, not a rocket. Not according to Jezza. It's not a <laughs> rocket. Now, he did ask everybody to go to work, and people have gone to work on Twitter. Um, we hopefully have Scott Brown, uh, the ufologist, a damn good ufologist, joining yes, us. At some point, um, he usually tends to sneak in a little bit, like through the halfway the mark. Door. I wasn't going to say the back door. <laughs> Too early for that, Stu. I'm um, just sticking up for Lee since he's not in tonight. But yeah, yeah, Lee. Least, yeah. I think no, I think Lee probably is doing something in the back door. That's why he's not in. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's. I think Lee's going to be covering this on Sunday, people. So make sure you check out the Sunday show at 9 p.m. GMT, 4 p.m. Eastern, because uh, he's going to be doing a follow-up to whatever we talk about tonight, which it is going to be uh, the, um, the the not not a rocket, not a rocket. Thanks, Jez. I. Where what what side of the fence do you fall upon, Stu? Because I, when I sent you this, I, I I got the impression that you fought rocket. Yeah, I when I first when you sent me, I first saw I I had actually just 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 be just be just before you spurt. Sure. I just want to give the the audience a bit of a background that may not have already seen you on the show, Stu. You've been on quite a few times. But you're my guy when it comes to photography, when it comes to anything video, because that's the industry that you're in. You, you, UFOs are just kind of like your hobby. Um, yeah. But slowly, maybe you are doing a Greer documentary at some point. Well, um, I've been doing it all week this week. Yes. And, and getting that's some very interesting. on Twitter. So, um, getting some very I'm interesting vi uh, interviews. Um, yeah. To say the least. Touche. Um, but yeah, I just want to give people a little bit of a background there. So you, you know your shit when it comes to photography and when it comes to video editing yeah, and been, all that. And I've all been that um, shooting video and photos for 30 years now. Um, so yeah, I know, my, I know a thing or two. It's my wheelhouse, so I'm quite happy to talk about well, it. I don't know an awful lot about 
um, Reaper drone footage, mind you. I'm kind of a layman in that sense, but I know what I see. So, so what do you see when you see these um, these images? It's hard to tell because one it is only a series of images, so there's no sense of scale to how big the object is. I mean, it kind of looks like it's just like dark grassland, you know, that kind of Iraqi slash Afghanistan terrain over there. Um, very dry sort of background to it, but it's hard to tell. I mean, I don't know whether it was filmed at night, whether it was filmed during the day. Um, I, if you actually like call up the image again, you can see from like the telemetry around the edges of it's a Reaper drone, I think he said. Yep. It says minus five C in the top left corner. Now that's going to be the object's temperature because um, the background ambient is way hotter than that. So whatever that thing is, it's running cold. Now, we do have rockets that are configured to keep the outside skin yeah. and you, you, the you see part of it cold. West, yeah, Mick West pointed out that planes, um, when they're being filmed uh, through this sort of uh, footage, they can still show uh, as having no heat, but then... When you do see the engines from the back, you can see that they are bright white. And the, the the thing is with these these images and the angle, you can't see the back of it. You can't see where the exhaust would be if that is a cruise missile. And I mean, it's not. I, I the, kind of went down a rabbit hole of man. like rockets <laughs> and missiles and oh, there's Scott. Hi, Scott. He's here. Um, He's how's it here. going, guys? The, the finest ufology has to offer. <laughs> He's the man. How you been, Scott? I'm hanging in there. Can you hear me okay? We can Listen, hear you clear. loud and clear, and them sunglasses are beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I never, I never leave home without them. Um, just, uh, I've just asked uh, Stu here what he makes of the images because Stu's work with um he works with photography and he works with film um hence uh, and he's into ufo ufos hence why he's on alien addict um right and he was talking about the 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 fact that this thing you can't see any white parts on the the object to show heat but I would just say, well, could that be the angle? But Stu, just finish before we get on to Scott, what you what you were saying there. Yeah, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of all the sort of different um, missiles that the US military that make. And they all tend to, quite frankly, not look like that. They're more, you know, pointed and bigger back end. They've got fins on them. I mean, it could well be that there's just not enough resolution in the floor image that we're just not seeing these things. You know, it's just not processing them and like you see them. It's just picking up the body of 
the the craft. It's hard to say, but I would if it's running cold like that. I don't know what it is, but it's it's leaning away from being a missile for me. And the fact that Corbell says that it's not a rocket or a missile, kind of, where's he getting that info from as well? So I don't know. Over to Scott. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that he's basing it on what you're saying. The the heat signature. Um, you know, I I think that's his own thing that he's you know coming up with based on that heat signature and and uh <clears throat> i i you know some people don't like it but i mean for me if you've seen any of uh mick west's comments about it mm-hmm. and a, and about how fleer works where at different levels things will go white or they'll go black and yeah, I, I saw the video he put out with the um, yeah, yeah. It's the, very it's very good, and he's he's a smart guy. People don't like him, but he's a smart motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why they don't like him. I think he's needed. He, West knows I, best. I, for I me. do. I do too. I do too. I agree. I mean, we have to have it. We've got to have some kind of you know safeguards against the bullshit. I tweeted yeah, out and, and, and go on, go on, Stu. I was going to say, he's the, he's the right amount of sceptical and he provides checks and balances against the nonsense. Um, a lot of people don't right, like him. I actually right. quite find him all right to watch. Uh, maybe a little bit arrogant sometimes, but you know, <laughs> that's just, that's just I, the I'll, nature of the man. I'll, I'll have to agree, Stu. I'll have to agree. The, I, 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 I put a tweet out and said, that he was, he was actually aimed for Je- for Jeremy, um, and just said uh, that he should have Mick West on weaponized, because that would be to actually work with the debunker. I I don't know if that'll ever happen. Yeah, you know, have you ever seen the confrontation that Corbell had with Stanton Friedman? Yes, I have. So that is mm-hmm. absolutely appalling that he did that to him and being the man that Stanton was he was highly educated you know he knew his shit he did deep investigations and I mean I just found that unbelievable that he did that to him and he was so arrogant you know and it just totally turned me off to him you know um but, you know, based on – so I look at it as a whole, okay, so we can take all of the visual information that Jeremy Corbell has brought forward in the last couple of years and put it all together. And then you can look at the, the, the still shots that I used mm-hmm. for the photo that I posted of the cruise missile and the tomahawk. So we can capture images of those missiles flying at that speed – that clear but all in in totality all of the stuff that he's brought forward is just absolute trash it's trash i mean we need images that are clear you know it's always this stuff that's just so ambiguous and you know it's just yeah. i don't know i i would i i know i'm i'm 
I feel like in my gut, I'm 100% assured that the government has amazing photos of whatever's out there. Whatever is flying around out there, they've got amazing photographs of it. We have the cameras to do it. There's no reason why we shouldn't have them. But the public doesn't have them. So, and we're probably not going to get them. I mean, it would be great, you know, Mm -hmm. but we've been waiting around so long for that. And it's just, I don't know. What about the, um, you, you see, the thing is, why do you think, because it almost sounds like something's going to come out. We're going to get the video of this, I think, at some point. We are going to get whatever, whether it's, a, I think I heard it might be a seven second video clip. Yeah, it's supposed to be seven seconds. I, I don't know. The video. Don't know. I don't know. He never, he never I really think he's said seen if the he video? had it or not. I'm not he's sure. I'm not sure. But it's so it from officials it's being labeled UAP though. So it has been labeled UAP. Does but does that yes, mean yes, could that but, mean that it's a, still a rocket? Um it it's still a rocket, Jeremy. Not a rocket. <laughs> But um, you know, but it's not, still a rocket, not, but it's, or, and it's it's not it's not something that we're allowed to to know. It's not a rocket that we're allowed to know about. It's classified. But I, yeah, but I mean, who are these officials? Where is any statement that they released? Right. Yeah, I mean, this this is the thing. I mean, he's saying you know it's not a rocket, but and it's a UAP, but. Maybe that could be misinformation from the U.S. government throwing folk off the scent of to what yes, it ex- actually is. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it has some, you know, I, I don't know what I mean, Baghdad. Yeah, okay. Has somebody, you know, from one of the ships that's in the Gulf accidentally released the Tomahawk cruise missile, you know, right. and that's what's been flying by? Yeah, the, I mean, are- I mean... There's so much stuff flying around out there and, you know, it's that kind of area that stuff is going on over there. I mean, I don't know. I I just, I don't buy it at all. It just doesn't seem, there needs to be a lot more information for us to make a determination. Oh, that's UAP. And they claim that the officials, well, I want to see these officials or at least their statement, who they are you know, that are saying this, it's just, there's just nothing backing it up. Yeah, you, you don't just want all government insiders, you want to kind of, he doesn't have to give names, but we want to know what part of the Pentagon or military industrial complex or wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. There are reports, though, for a very long time of cigar-shaped UFOs. It's, it's yes. one of the, it's one of the most popular yeah. reported UFOs. Yes. So, so let, let's take so, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp out of the situation. Let's okay. take let's take the footage out of Baghdad. Okay. What if that's what if you, that was something that was recorded uh, that was a test footage over America or over the UK somewhere else not not over a war zone. Let's actually yeah. take take America out of the equation <laughs> for, for missile yeah. testing. But yeah, good. You good. put some very oh, plausible. It's very plausible. You know, 
I mean, who knows? I think the problem is it is a war zone where this was shot. Mm-hmm. When was it shot last year? It, yes, two thousand. Was it? I think it was Feb, twenty twenty two. I think I'm not hundred yeah. percent. I'd have to look that up. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure either. Do we know I'm, if it was visible to the naked eye? Has anyone seen it from the ground? Excuse me, from the ground, or is it just from the the Reaper drone's perspective? As far as I know, I what we know is what Corbell told us. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much that he released with it as you know some kind of. And we don't know what size it is, do we? No. No. We know it's roughly. It was roughly about 230, 240 feet from the ground up. Um, obviously traveling subsonic. Now, am I right in saying? Tomahawk cruise missiles or cruise missiles in general are solid rocket boosters. They're not liquid rocket. Like they don't need to be fueled. They're SRBs, aren't they? Do you know, Scott? I have no I, idea. I, I don't know. I'm not that know. sure. I'm sorry, somebody, never... somebody in the chat will know that. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. we should have found that out before. I'm just but... going to look it up, actually. While we're talking why are you looking that up so so scott i i i did it i've been looking at um other trying to find evidence of other pilots reporting missiles in places where there may not be a missile i found this report today i don't know if you've seen this before but i'm going to bring it up now uh, okay, so there are new reports about a UFO sighting over the weekend. An American Airlines pilot reported the sighting over an area of New Mexico on Sunday. Here is what he reported seeing at the time. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us. That I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. Ooh, air traffic controllers reportedly didn't see anything on their radar, and the director of the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico confirmed there were no missile tests on that day. Yes. So that's, have you seen that one before? Yes. And apparently there's, um, there was a photo captured of it of somebody that took it out the window i guess just as it was passing if i'm not mistaken and they never proved whether it was a missile or what it was but yes it was long cylindrical you know metallic looking you know it had all the aspects of a missile or i don't know a uap Right, I've got the spec on the Tomahawk. It's actually dual powered. It has a Williams International F-107 turbofan engine, as well as a TH dimmer fuel solid rocket fuel rock solid fuel rocket booster. So it's a combination of both. Right. And its wingspan is eight foot nine inches, just for a sort of for comparison. Um and it yeah, I mean, I mean you, you you don't see any of the little tiny wings on the pictures, but I I don't know if you would from. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's enough resolution with how flare cameras work that would it show up 
the fence. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that. It, it may be any kind of like a long projection off of it, maybe blurred by the speed, you know. But yeah. the the thing that they're calling the plume that's behind it, some people are saying it's a plume. I agree with John Greenwald. He did um, he did a small like uh, animation of it with all the frames together showing that it's artifacts from the camera that is, is you can match them right up to the shape right. of it. And I believe it's artifacts from the camera. There's no plume behind it, but that's what Carl Bell said that as well. He, he thought it was some sort of ghosting effect. So that he yeah, did actually say yeah. that. And, and I do yeah. agree with that. I do agree. I think with that's that. the most likely, um, thing that it is. The only other idea I had, and this is a thing I said to the other night, Ollie, and this is totally out of the box left of field, and this is really, if it is a UAP UFO, is you know, could it be a gravitational wake that you're seeing? And that is just a theory. I don't actually believe it. I just think, well, there's another theory, another idea for it, you know, but it's more realistically artifacts from the flare camera than anything else. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, on the other hand, we could both be wrong and it's some kind of weird propulsion thing. I mean, who knows? You know, it's it's all just speculation. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't know just for it to be put out. There's almost no information behind it. There's no video. You know, there's no it's it's just I don't know. I, I think I can't. I can't take that type of stuff. And uh, you've seen the one, Ollie, the other day that I debunked that was a, a phone app. I think I sent it to you. The guy created it with a phone app. Mm, yeah. And he was passing it around. And I already had copies of that phone app's pages showing all the different ones you could use to fake it. And there it was, smack in the middle of the page. <sighs> The really disappointing thing for me, if these guys are just trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, is the length of time that it's been going on for. I'm not talking about Corbell because Corbell's very, Corbell's very new to, to 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 the field when it comes to making making content, but. But Nap has been at it for years. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's been around for decades. So I mean, as somebody, I who, as somebody I, who sits it's, on the it's, fence, it's a, a a researcher who was a good friend of mine who passed away recently. He ran a huge New Jersey convention every year for twenty something years. His name was David Stinnett. And he was a good friend of mine and he was, you know, known online as a researcher, but he, he was gruff. He would really, you know, give people shit in a ribbing. But um, he, he said to me one day, we were having a conversation on the phone and he said, sometimes these people, when they get in this field and there's like, you know, uh, they, they get in deep and they, you know, buy a lot of the stories that come up and, the Billy Myers and the Bob Lazars and the, you know, they buy into all that stuff that they, they begin to, 
you know, report on different things, but then they feel a need. He called it a need to produce. And so to keep the public's interest in them, they have a need to produce. So they have to come up with this stuff. If you notice, he'll just keep putting this stuff out, these clips and these photos and, you know, I mean, how many how many documentaries has he done now on UFOs? Is it two? Um, on actual UFOs. Walker, Lazar. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, so patient, patient. Oh, yeah, patient zero. Patient zero, yeah. So that's three of those. So he's done three effectively. Yeah, and you know, Nap has been added all these years. He's always looking for news stories, and you know, then of course they rehash the Bob Lazar stuff, and it's a need to produce, and they have to keep coming up with things to to keep this community's interest in them, you know. And but I mean, it's, I'm I'm it's, sure some of it's monetary, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's always the same though. Like it's a drip feed of information and the quality is never there because as you said earlier, like we've got good cameras now, the technology's there and we always get this potato quality crap, <laughs> you know, that's just a nonsense because the, I mean, I, I've seen some of the, more so on the Navy side of things, like the quality of video and recording feedback that you get off of the cameras that are on a submarine and it's 4k i mean it's tremendous it's really detailed mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. you know yeah so sharp as attack so if you can put yeah. that on a submarine the, what the hell you know the optics i mean you're talking millions and millions and millions of pounds worth of optics or dollars worth of optics that are on these f-22 raptors and there's no way they're they're not producing sharp, tax sharp images. They're just right. they're going to be. The, pro right. the problem is when you look at these images, though. We we go we are going with rocket straight away, again because of where it is. If that wasn't in Baghdad. We won't be saying that that's a rocket. We, 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 well, we may be saying that's a rocket, but if that was over the fucking Yorkshire Dales, we, we won't be saying that's a rocket. We say, right. what the hell is that? Right. You, you know? Yes, so, I, so, I agree. So there is a bias there that we that we, we are saying that is a rocket just because right. that is over Baghdad. Right. I I, I almost should think think we owe we owe it to the subject to see what happens with this when we get the footage because if this he says it goes from left to right am i right by that he said it was goes yeah, left yeah. to right left left to right yeah he says that in yeah. the clip it goes left to right i want to know what 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 happens in that video because maybe that video does show something that that kind of makes us think that it is not a rocket. Stop it, Jerry. <laughs> but here's another thing. I mean, the, the the Reaper is like old technology now in terms of it's a 20-year-old platform, but it has the capability to lock onto a target 
pretty easily. I mean, it can lock on to multiple targets at any one time. So why isn't there footage of, like, there must be, rather, there must be footage of it tracking that object because there's nothing really in the background. It's not as if it was targeting um, insurgent fighters and you can see them below the object. There's nothing there. So it makes me think it's captured this and you're seeing it as it flies by the position of the camera. And then, because if you look at all that telemetry information in the bottom right, I mean, there's a lot of information there, which yeah. makes me think it's tracking it. I mean, the next set of footage might be reacquiring or whatever. I mean, there's just so many unknown variables. How far was the Reaper drawn away from it? What I, you know, was it flying at? What speed was it flying at? What was the airspeed? What was the temperature of the ground? Was it night? Was it day? Um, You know, the other thing that he says is, you know, he knows that it was under intelligently controlled flight. How? How does he know that? It's only going from left to right. It's in a straight trajectory. It doesn't take a right turn, you know. Yeah. yeah. Degrees. So there's no indication that it's under controlled flight. The, another theory that I saw on Twitter briefly before I came on um, tonight, somebody had said, I bet you it's a missile that was left over from in Afghanistan for when the US troops pulled out. Somebody had maybe you know left a cruise missile lying around. They've squirreled it over to Iraq and fired the thing just to see how it would work. <laughs> you just just for shits and giggles. Just for shits and giggles. It makes you wonder. I mean, the thing is, you know, the, the U.S. Army and or the military in general are not the best bookkeepers in the world. You know, what's to no. say that they didn't they didn't leave half a dozen Tomahawk cruise missiles lying around? Somebody's got a hold of it. one, you know, and <laughs> decided to fire it, it off. Yeah. But do you, do you not think, do you, I mean, I, I'm just like, when somebody this big, when it comes to George Knapp, and let's face it, Corbell, love him or hate him, he's definitely big in the field now. He's a, oh, big, yeah. guy in the, he's a big guy in the field. There's a lot to lose from just showing us a missile. If this gets proven to be a missile, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, there's a... They have covered themselves with that, because they did say, hey guys, we're putting it out to you. You yes, tell they us did. what it is. You do the research. We don't know what it is. So we're saying this is what we think it might be. You know, they're dropping little hints there and there, but they're also covering their ass. And, you know saying, well, it could be a missile, it might not be a missile, or whatever. I mean, it looks like a bloody Tomahawk cruise missile. Especially that middle image. Yeah, I, I agree. It looks like it looks like a missile because missiles are, are, are long, thin, and uh, you know, it, rep- it it does, it it looks just like a missile. Let's face it, it looks like a missile. Rocket or whatever. Yeah. But but and again, you necessarily we, 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 see like a big plume of exhaust gases coming out. 
Because as far as I've just read there, the SRB part of it kicks off in the beginning and then it switches over to a turbofan engine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not playing devil's advocate because I, f I feel like I've got to do that here. I'm, I'm doing that because for me, it, it's, it's the area. And I'm just, th I, and I'm thinking if this was anywhere else, and I know I'm, I sound like a broken record, we would be saying, what the fuck is that? But because of the area, we're on, and it's just like, he must you, have you thought know, he must have thought before he put that out. Fuck me, people are just going to say rocket because he said I'm not going to put it up again. But he said not a rocket, you know. So he must have known that UFO Twitter would have gone ballistic, you know. Uh, he, he knew Mick West would, would have done something. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. You know, I don't care. Let's just put it out there. Mick West, they're all going to start talking about it. It's going to bring traction to my channel. I'd, I, I would like to think that he's more professional than that, and he would like want to. Do you, put not, <laughs> do you not think his reputation was ever so slightly tainted and damaged from the the green night vision footage that turned out to be, you know, bokeh? It yeah, was Pokemon, but it, but it but it was but it but apparently apparently it was Boca, but at the oh, same oh, time it was for sure. But the, but at the same time they had whatever they was looking at, they had no idea what it was. But, but they were flat. They were flashing. They were F F bloody lights. Lights. There was. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. You know. It has that that had to have been just bog standard aircraft because it was flashing FAA blooming lights and I'm sorry if ET's coming home to say hi, it's not going to flash FAA lights. You know, it's just not. Right. How many times do you reckon that this happens with on reports where something uh, comes in and it could uh, it's not alien something comes into a certain flight zone and they're like what the fuck's that that should not be here and then they they try to get a report find out what it is they never find out what it are what it is so they put it down as unidentified flying object lo and behold somebody gets hold of the report that's quite big in the industry of ufos and goes we can roll with that motherfucker <laughs> it, it probably happens a lot within the military and within the navy but we'd like to think it doesn't because they should know the shit and they're protecting our countries, but I bet it happens a lot. Yeah, I would think so. But disagree. So that would make that would make anybody that is in the know that has people that has um, that has people within the the military, the the navy, the air force, whatever that has contacts that can get, and that's what Jeremy can get. So maybe some of the stuff that he's gaining is just reports of we hadn't we it was unidentified we didn't know what it was and this could be what this is it, it's uh, it's a it's a you know I, I mean <clears throat> let's let's compare it to the the uh, what is it the Aquadia uh, footage. 
where it flies over the the base. And you know what I'm talking about, right? You, you talk about that tiny, that little thing that goes in and out of the water, right? Right, right. It bounces in and out of the water. So that footage is absolutely fascinating. It is. But, but it's these, probably the best UFO footage out there, I would say. It, it's absolutely incredible. And the, uh, the, the, analysis Can you get that up, Ollie, we... to let folks see it that haven't maybe seen it? Um, yeah, it's, if I can, it's, if I can uh, spell Aquadia. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know how to spell it too. <laughs> it, uh, you know, I mean, it's the analysis that was done on it by, uh, what is it, the, the scientific coalition there with, uh, uh, Rich Hoffman and a, and a bunch of other people, a bunch of other technical, and there's a couple scientists, I believe. Well, anyways, they did, they did a real technical analysis of it and broke the whole thing down frame by frame. And it's fascinating. I mean, you, you, it's, it's, you can't really say what it is. You can't, it's just not, it's not identifiable at all. And especially when it goes in and out of the water. Which is really bizarre. Yeah. But if yeah. you compare that, if you compare that to what we're being given by Corbell, it's it's not even comparable at all. You know. No, yeah, that real... that that footage is uh, just phenomenal. It, it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um. I am trying to find it, and all I keep getting is the uh, Jeremy Corbell um, one of the little dot that goes underneath the, the wake of the water. Um, how do you spell Aquadia? I, I think it's a it's A Q U A D E A A Q U A D E A A. Oh my god, I've put Aquadir UFO and it's brought up Carbell's UFO again. Well done, Jeremy. <laughs> you are well and truly in the wow. algorithm. Yeah, Jesus. I cannot find that anywhere on um on YouTube. And that says something. When you can't find a UFO on YouTube, there's usually a reason why, people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I, I find that. Uh, YouTube search engine is a piece of shit. You can you can search for stuff that you know you've seen with the title or the name, and it won't find it. Yeah, if you find it, Scott, put put it into the private chat. No, oh, I can't. Well, I'm on my phone, so I uh, can't really. Not, not Scott, so it's Stu. It's yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. Both your names start with S. Dyslexic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. Um, on YouTube, it's just you cannot find it. Stuff that I, I, comes up. I have found it before. I have found it before. Um, but yeah, uh, Scott. So going back, I'm going to bring this report back up from this um, this pilot. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us. That I hate to say, this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. Do you think you guys would be testing cruise missiles near commercial airlines? 
No. Yeah, see, well, that was part of the controversy over the whole case was that they were saying that it could have been fired accidentally from, uh, I, I think there is a base near there or something. I can't remember exactly, but they, you know, they were saying, oh, well, this could have been fired accidentally, um, you know, and s people brought that up, you know, well, they're, what are they testing things around our, you know, public but, airways, I mean, you know. I mean, to accidentally fire a cruise missile that shot literally straight over the pilot's head. Mm -hmm. That's a big accident. Yeah. So that's a very big motherfucking accident. Yeah. Um, that's somebody going to get their job put up in the notice board very quickly for that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even even if it's not armed, if it if it hits an aircraft, that aircraft's in trouble. Even if it, yeah, yeah if it's a dummy, dummy warhead and that thing, just the kinetic energy behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that hits. Take, take, to, mm -hmm. take down any airliner, no problem. So I I, I don't buy for for that case that. Oh, it's somebody gonna... in the somebody in the chat put Dark Sky Files has it. Mark, Mark. Yeah, Dark Sky Files is absolutely amazing. People should go subscribe. He puts loads of great UFO videos out. They just disappear. He's, I think he's had about three channels deleted though off YouTube so far. Oh, God. Um, but he puts a lot of videos out, so it's yeah. going to be hard for me to find. From, from, I'll message him on uh, Twitter. But yeah, it, I um. UFOs, the the most common shape. If you actually look at it, it, it's the it's the cigar shape. That is the most common shape going. And I'm not sticking up for 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 Jeremy and George now by any means. But again, everybody's going off the bat that this thing is in over Baghdad, which is a hostile area. Now, just now, just to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here, um, I've looked at many, many videos and photos of long cylindrical UFOs, um, and a lot of them are solar balloons, mm. and they're they're long. I made one of my graphics showing a bunch of common solar balloons. They come in all sizes. Uh, people launch them for fun. They launch them from universities for, you know, tests and studies. And and so many people have filmed them. And from a distance, you know, you can't see the seams or any of the little, you know, flapping edges where it's sealed together. You can't see any of that. Um, so that's a thing for me usually when I see that, especially daytime shots, which there are many. There are many videos and many photos with daytime shots. It's a solar Great. balloon. Yeah, agree. You know? And it's but not doing, it's not doing, see, here's the thing. If that image that Corbell has, let's just say, just for ha-has, that that's a solar balloon. So if the aircraft is going past it that fast, it's going to make it look like it's moving. Mm. Parallax. And it's gonna 
it's going to zip right past it. And then you're going to look at it and go, oh, it looks like that flew by them when actually it was the opposite. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, they're flying a solar balloon over Iraq or wherever it was, but I'm just saying, you know, that that's something that could, you know, is plausible, but I wouldn't say it's probable. Do you, do you remember do you remember this one um though cuz we we've we spoke about um them being rockets and all that jazz but way back when we didn't have rockets right right yeah, yeah. very good uh, old historical document it's always fascinated me as to what they were seeing now, if they'd have just put a load of shit in the sky over a little town, the fact that there's fields on fire and what have you in this report that goes with it. What's that from? I've, I've have seen the image before, but I've not seen uh, I mean, Scott will know more about that than me. It's that's it. I believe it was in, in the, was it think... the 15th century or something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it, I I think it was like I I'm not positive like maybe France, Italy, or maybe I think it was Spain, I think it was, think it was was France. I think yeah. So and they were saying that um, they're almost describing it as that there was some kind of war going on, that all these objects were like shooting at each other, and you know so. And there, that's been described before in other historical documents that it seemed like that there was some kind of conflict between the objects that they were seeing. So, so, so we have reported on kind of like rocket-looking UFOs for a long time. Um, I, I get where everybody's coming from, though. I have to say, with 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 Jeremy Corbell. And George Knapp, and the the, the distrust um, with, I think a lot of that has come because so many people don't trust the Bob Lazar story. Um, I blow hot well, and cold with that story every other week. Sometimes when, I think oh, it's true, and sometimes I think he's full of shit. But when it comes to to this whatever it is, missile over Baghdad, UFO over Baghdad, whatever. I, I, th I think it's, qu it's quite funny when everybody does say rocket, and I think Jeremy's probably going to come out and go, you know, you've all been saying this, that, and the other, then he's going to release something, and then he's going he's gonna to make claims where the, the debunkers look stupid, when we're probably well, not going to look well, stupid. We're probably not going to look stupid. Yeah, he well, he commented on the post that I made. What did he put? What did he say? Uh, I can't remember exactly. I just ignored it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, whatever, whatever, man. Yeah, he commented there somewhere. It's right in the comments. It's, it's in your... Let's have a look at this. It's, it's I, I right under that this. photo, yeah. he's He commented something and... Uh, you know, disputing that it's still talking about, I believe, the heat signature. Yeah, but what would it's, say it's that... Too, it's too uh, 
it's too ambiguous the camera you know what i mean it's too um i don't think ambiguous is a, the word i'm looking for but it's too uh like mick made the, the point yeah the, it's too uh you can't judge it by saying oh that it's cold because you can find other footage with things that are you know that they're hot in this FLIR footage, but they're not showing up as hot, you know, and I believe there's, mm -hmm. there's different, two different modes they can flip to. I yeah. Believe. They can go black to white, white to black. So they yeah. can have it so that the object is projecting heat or projecting it being cold, depending on the ambient background. But yeah, um, right, right. From what I can see of the telemetry, it looks like it's set so that the ambient background is white, warm, and the object supposedly is cold. Right. But, right. you know, and it's that, up for debate. It is saying. up for debate. Right. And that's what he's saying, that the ground is, but, is I mean, very the fact bright. That he's saying it's, un it's under controlled, intelligent controlled flight, and it's not a rocket. How the fuck does he know? <laughs> no. There's no you know way I mean? he could know that. Yeah, exactly. Good Even point. if he's Very seen the video and it's only like seven, 14 seconds or whatever, how is he honestly going to know? The footage is shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't make exactly. that judgment. Even a seasoned drone pilot would not be able to make that judgment. That's why drone pilots accidentally shoot either their fellow man, blue on blue, uh, or they blow up a press photographer thinking he's carrying an AK-47. They can't make out half the stuff. Right. Right. I don't know if his comment's still there. Um, I'm just going down your thing. I mean, they, this for one that someone's put out, yeah, I understand, but these objects are not without precedent in the history. So he's got this, but this one here, hasn't this been debunked, Scott? Uh, like a cigar in snow? It, it was, a, <laughs> I believe, a measuring ruler that they laid in the snow to kind of yeah, get yeah, I of heard the that. size of it. Yeah, that's what it was. And if you zoom in real close at it, you can see it's not a cloud. It's not a cloud at all. It looks like a clump of snow or mashed potato. <laughs> in mashed potatoes, yeah, it's another good one. Yeah, you've got some, um, you got some good, some, some, a lot of people. You got, some, you, got some, you got a mixed crowd on this. Yeah, it's back and forth. And you've also got a tampon. What the hell? The <laughs> <laughs> <Duh>, fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, would you agree though that? We can't really debunk it. No, we can't. I mean, you know, I'm I'm throwing my opinion out there based yeah. on all the imagery that I've looked at. I don't ever consider myself and say, you know, I'm an expert or whatever. I don't, you know, it's no, no, but I'm, not. I'm not. E but if even the, I mean, what's his name? The if he was still alive to this day, God bless his soul. Um, Travis Walton's um, 
I forgot his name. The the big debunker guy that everybody hated at the time. Uh, Philip 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 Class. Class. Yeah, yeah. Even if he was alive to this day, um, like I I I just don't think you can debunk this just from those images. But and but I at the same time I unless Jeremy and George are going to follow this up with something spectacular. It was pretty silly putting it out in the first place. So there's, I think there's a big responsibility there. There has to be something to follow this up other than just these images and maybe a little clip of this. Of, and if it's just a line going from A to B, it's not enough. Yeah. It yeah, shouldn't it, be. It, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like... I just feel like after all these years that it's just the ones that probably have the best photos and the best, uh, uh, you know, imagery of anything that's going on out there is just, you know, not us. <laughs> I do mean, you think people it... do, people do capture things and they're anomalous. I mean, I've captured some stuff myself. That's, I can't explain it myself, but, you know, it's it's a different context. It's not like you said, okay, if those photos of that image that they put out, those what seven images was over my town, then I'd say, wait a minute, and something weird's going on because there would never be like a missile here ever. Mm -hmm. You know, I live in a rural area. The only base that's close to me is probably 20 minutes away, but, you know, they wouldn't be shooting missiles over residential areas. But the context of it, that it's in a war zone, you know, there's things flying around, there's a bunch of crap going on, maybe they're testing something. I mean, who knows, you know? And that bit is what is so confusing for me because I don't think, Jeremy is a stupid man. I don't think he is. I think he's quite, probably quite a smart man. I think George Knapp is pretty smart. So yeah, I don't. I don't think they're stupid guys. Um, I do think that they sometimes are gullible. So you wouldn't say that of somebody like with George Knapp's stature as a reporter, an investigative reporter. But I've seen some of the best researchers in the world take something and run with it, and it's absolute bullshit. And it turns out to be bullshit. And they they promoted it for years. I mean, there's so many examples of it that you could fill a book, you know. So mm. it's it's not that easy to. All I have just email to something. Okay, I'll bring it up. Don't, right. Sorry, Scott. What are Australia. Sorry, Scott. Carry on, Scott. Sorry. No, no, no. So, um, you know, so the fact is that still to this day, they, they, they think, you know, Bob Lazar is the shit. He's the UFO shit, you know, I mean, making a new documentary about him. The guy was promoting himself. He was trying to, he was a low level employee. He was trying to make something of himself. He made up a bunch of stories 
every everything's been debunked no one's you know there's no way that the government would go and scrub the record to make sure that he there was no record of him that is stupid that's out of the movies that doesn't happen in real life you know and uh especially somebody with him um you know being who he was and involved with i mean you saw the the article i think uh Steve Cambion, uh, yep. he had it on the other night about about uh, Lazar's ex-wife and the stuff that she was involved with. I mean, yeah, they're, they're uh, gonna. They're, I also they're saw Lou, Lou, Lou reviews um, of uh, the, the unidentified celebrity reviews. People might remember him was also talking about that as well. About oh, Lou, was he? Yeah, yeah, Lou. Wait, well, he's back. He's back now. Um, yeah, about I Bob Lazar's had... ex-wife. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, they would have done a full background check on Bob. They would have saw all of those things here. Here's an example. Okay. And I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying right now I'm employed at a cannabis facility that grows cannabis, that turns it into other products like oil and, you know, uh, concentrates and, and, you know, capsules great healer to to get in there they had to do a full background check before i could get in there it took two weeks to get my id they had to check all of your social media to see what kind of person you are this is just to get into a cannabis facility well you fit right in you know with ufos (laughs) nice yeah as soon as they saw that you're yeah you're in man (laughs) oh Oh, they don't know anything about that. I mean, I'm sure they they can't really look. They can look at some public stuff that's on YouTube or whatever, but they can't look at, you know, my group or anything like that because mm-hmm. it's private. But, you know, but the thing is, you know, like I said, no comparison. It's a government facility that he's saying he belonged to. They would have saw that stuff. He would have never got in there. There's no way, no way possible that. You know, being involved with people like that, they would have let him in there. So I'm going to bring you know, this Mufon case that Stu has just shared shared with me. What this is? What what case file is this, Stu? It's um, Australia, South Adelaide, I think, sort of two years ago. Have you seen this one, Scott? Uh, close up, so. Like somebody's cropped into it. She zoom. This is the first time I've seen this. Yeah, I'm first time I've sh- seen it as well. I'm not sure. It just kind of looks similar in size. The only issue I have with these, and the Scott's going to be exactly the same, is we've just got a still fucking image. I know. That's yeah. all we've got to go off. So yeah. somebody's somebody's posted this into Mufon. Mufon's accepted it. But at the same time, all we've got there is, let me share the other screen. Um, We've just got, we've got that, which is just, it's a still. I'm pretty, and now Scott, I know you're great on Photoshop. How easy would it be to put that into Photoshop and- Oh, you can make that in minutes. Oh yeah, easy. 
a cakewalk. I could, I got an offer years ago, and I think I talked about this maybe on an older podcast with you, Ollie. Uh, I got an offer from a media company that wanted me to fake UFOs in photographs, in footage, so they could use it. And I, of course, obviously said no. You know, I'm like, because I, I could do that all day. All do you day still long. have their? Do you still have their? I'm not bad on Photoshop. Do you still have their their contact details? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. It's, it's it's not that tough to pull it. Still images are much easier to pull off than video, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But uh, but but uh, you know, video footage today, especially with the software we have now, you can have an amateur kid go and make something, and people, holy shit, what the hell was that? And he made it in his bedroom, you know. Happens all the time. So it does. Yep. It's quite funny. Like I, I was going through old footage the other day, and I came across a video I shot of it's just a family video. We, we were releasing. I can't remember why, but we were releasing one of these paper Chinese lanterns down the beach. And once it gets about a hundred feet away from us into the air, you could just easily crop into that a little bit, and it would look like a UFO. There was no indication. Yeah. You couldn't even see the flame, but it was just such an unusual shape. It just, you wouldn't know what it was. I thought, God, I could have stuck that up online and said, oh, look, a UFO. And you would be, and you can see it moving in erratic ways, the way the wind's catching it. And yeah. you could easily yeah. fake it out as a UFO. Easily. Yeah, we, we launched, we launched a couple at a family gathering a few years ago, and I made sure, I knew they were going to do it. So I made sure to get it on video and still image. And I used that to make another one of my graphics showing, you know, that it looks like a UFO. People have mistaken it multiple times, you know. Well, that, that's it. I mean, I mean, if it, I think anybody that has a an eye for for film who ha who is creative could fake it a UFO tomorrow and make it believable to the untrained eye. Easy. Yep. Easy done. <coughs> yes. And yes. even make and even make it. So Scott, you could pull up you could you could I I, I could do it. I'm pretty sure Stu could do it. Oh, make definitely. a make, make make a UFO video without even using CGI, using some old school techniques. We're, we're just using camera, you know. Yeah, you know, like in, yeah, in camera effects instead of you know CGI or something like that. Practical you could, effects. I mean, you, you you could use third phase's favorite technique, Pepper's ghost. Um, you can. You know, put something on a wire. There's hundreds of ways of doing it. You can make it look really, really slick. Play with perspective and depth and things like that. The reason why it's I asked, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is, so I, I'm pretty sure Jeremy get, and George get plenty of things sent in, and a lot of it doesn't make it through the uh, the gateways, but that did. 
you know, I think for, let's say some average guy sent that to them, he took it in his backyard. I think the thing is, is that when they get footage that's involved with the military, so those, those, the footage that he released of the his thing was not shot by, you know, a, a government ship camera it was shot by somebody on the deck, supposedly with a camera that shot it, you know, it's, it's not, but it's, but it's still from the military. And then he's got this, this, which this was shot supposedly from something military, I would imagine. Um, I think he said it was a Reaper drone. mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. So, but they, they, you know, they put more, uh, I guess, faith in it that it's something that's anomalous. But I mean, I don't know why he would release it and say, oh, it's a UAP. There's not really enough to get that. I think it's just, you know, like Stu was saying earlier, it's it's just his opinion that this is this is what it is. You know, unless somebody's filling his head with trash, whoever gave yeah. him the, the, the images. I mean, you know, how does he know that? How does he know that this person's not bullshitting him? You know the the boca, all that stuff. Like, how does he know that those people are not bullshitting him? You know, I mean, I just well, well I, he, I, he, I, he doesn't, and maybe may, and, and do you know what? Even if they were, because of who they are, if if he is conniving, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you are, Jeremy, but if he is, and he thinks, well, you know what? I can accept that. Because this has come from XYZ. So I'm not responsible. I don't know if I believe it, but we'll put it out and we'll see what the audience think. That old chestnut. We'll see. Another thought you... is is he getting, is he paying people for this stuff? Like, if you can imagine if he's going to I don't think he's paying Do you know what I mean? Like, is he paying sources to get this stuff out? I mean, he did say it was declassified. It wasn't classified footage on this one. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I think mean, with this one, there's something... I think there's a second... There's a part two of this. I think there's something... You know, what, you know what I do... What I do find a little bit intriguing is the last image that he released of that sphere-shaped thing I, I find that a little bit intriguing. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. It's a balloon, but I'm, I, I, I have a hard time believing that. But that is an interesting image, you know, and I'm wondering yeah, if yeah. that was. I'm wondering if there's footage that that came from, because supposedly there is, right? But that's the most frustrating thing, you know, when... And didn't he didn't he say that that came from footage? I'm not sure. I think he did. If if yes. if if you're in his shoes and you get give you get I don't know you get authorization to put some clips out, but not the video. Do you sit on it or do you put it out? Do you just put well, the clip for... out? Or 
you know, do you just go, I'm not going to do anything? Well, I don't know. I mean, to me, it comes back to that. I know what I would feet. do. I, I, I would put it out. I, I'm being honest. I would. Yeah, I but we've got a different... Have we lost Scott or has he just gone? No, he's gone to... He's no, gone to... no, I'm here. Oh. I just... I got to I gotta go try to plug in because my phone is going to die and I don't want to no go out on you guys. Um, no, I mean, it's back to this drip feed. It's a bit like... like Dolan's really bad for it as well. Um you know, drip feeding information out about different things that he's found out. Um, the fact they're all really bad at it. And, you know, it's. I think it comes down to the monetary factor of they can either talk about it in conferences, make a presentation of it and get paid a whack of money. I don't think Corbell's done any specific conferences. I know he's done Q&As related to his documentaries but i don't right, think he's right. done any actual conferences you know he's not like no, i don't Wonder i don't Power. think so either he's, yeah, he's avoided that so. i mean george has done conferences before now yeah. um he's done quite a lot although i think i don't think he's done that many recently but again it's the whole you know drip feeders information there's no dramatic release i mean i found like in terms of this week the interview that Stephen Colbert did with Steven Spielberg more interesting about oh I saw about, that I saw yeah, that. yeah that was yeah, showing that was Ronnie cool. Reagan um ET and talking about close encounters and like showing Jimmy Carter that and um like th that to me was more interesting than what Corbell and Napa put out this week. Yeah I mean I I, I personally yeah, think I'll I'll agree with that too. <laughs> I think Steven Spielberg is has been told things that he maybe shouldn't have been told that he will never speak about publicly. I mean, I think Ronnie Ronald Reagan has probably let him inside the the and in through the doors of what's maybe been going on a little bit more than he probably should have. But yeah. That's, that's I don't think possible. it's anything that Sp I don't think it's anything that Spielberg will ever do you, do you, you know, think, talk do about. You think, do you think like the president gets to gets to know all this stuff? If you see the likes of George W. Bush, who if is, there's something going this... on, do you think the president knows about it, or do you think it's an Independence Day job where he's, he's going to or Area? I mean, I know they know Area Fifty One exists now, but. I, I think, and that's not because of Bob Lazar, people. That's because of Independence Day. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, I think joke. it depends on the president. I mean, again, at the end of the day, the United, the president of the United States, is a temporary job, whether it's four years or eight years. They can only do a maximum of two terms, and that's them. They're out. Eight years is not a lot long time. In the grand scheme of things, um, so I think it comes down to if they can trust them, if they can read them into the the conversation. If like the likes of George W. Bush obviously had a background in the CIA and stuff like that, so his chances are he was probably made aware because of that. Uh, sorry, George H. W. Bush, I should say. Um, 
but then W obviously would have been read into to it as well because he obviously um, was involved with things with his dad. So, you know, he he probably knew more than most. I don't think the likes of Clinton was read in on it. I don't know about Obama. I certainly don't think Biden's been clued in to any great extent. I don't think Trump was clued in either. <laughs> I don't think Biden's clued in on anything. No. I think if he can <laughs> point himself towards the, the doors of the helicopter on a good day, he's having a great day. But um, No, I mean, it's difficult to say. I think Reagan probably knew more than most. Like Eisenhower, Nixon maybe. Um, do you feel like that? I, I think this, this one's for you, Scott. Do you, do you feel like Reagan's speech, uh, that the famous speech that that um, the UN that is actually in Goofon's uh, intro? Mm-hmm. Do you think that famous speech was meant to happen, or do you think he just pulled that out of his ass? You know, I've always found it fascinating. I mean, it, when I first heard it, I thought it was fake. I thought somebody had, you know, somehow impersonated him and put the voice over some other footage. But, you know, then realized, holy shit, he really did make that speech. It was very peculiar for him to say that, you know. It was just, it's it's a weird moment. And... I believe by him saying that, that he must have known something. You know, he I must know have been clued in. The guy who wrote his speech is Ken, and I'm going to mutter this, but Kachikan um, was his chief speech writer. And I have seen a podcast of a, an interview that he did back in the 80s, and it was after... Um, Reagan came out, was out of power, and he said he went off topic, he went off script on that. That wasn't written in the speech. Wow. He came up he came up with that on the fly on the day, from what I yeah, understand. See, yeah, see, that's that's he makes it even more peculiar. I mean he could do that because didn't he have an act he had an acting career before he was Oh yeah. I mean Yeah, he, was, he did, he did. He, uh, he, he was, easily, easily. He, 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 I mean, he was was he governor or yeah, he was yeah, a governor he was prior governor. to yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, he, he's totally the right person to ad lib something like that and get away with it. I mean, most presidents on the whole um, have their moments of going off topic from whatever has been written for them by their speechwriters and stuff like that. I mean, Trump... <laughs> probably, to, could all, probably told Joey more than any other president yeah, has gone off you, topic. But, I mean, like, Trump, for example, was off topic 90% of the time, and you could tell when he was having to read <laughs> from the prompter because he's, he just went monosyllabic. Um, yep. And most of the time, yep. you know, all his speeches, entertaining as they were, you know, they were just full of bullshit. Um, and nonsense, but you know, I'll give the guy his due. I mean, he could talk the arse off of a donkey the way he just went on, does go on and on and on. I mean, mm-hmm. that takes a bit of skill to do that to keep a room full of people engaged like that, even if it is nonsense that you're spouting out. 
But I mean, yeah, <laughs> Re 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 Reagan definitely seems went off topic on the UN speech, but it was a weird one. It really was. I mean, I remember as a kid listening to that on the evening news, and I was like, that got my attention even as a kid back then. You know, um, him doing that. So speaking of evening news, um, so me and Stu both. Well, I'm UK. He's Scotland. It's the same thing, but because of Braveheart, we, people still believe still believe we, that we are separate. Um, Thank, thanks, Mel Gibson. I love Mel Gibson. Hey, <laughs> Shush, I, was, I, I was in that movie, Behave. Right, come on. Um, but, um, I was, there was an extra, but anyway. I, I, I actually an believe Englishman. that. No, I did, I played an Englishman. <laughs> Of all things. <laughs> Seriously, I had to. I'll tell you. Just digress for a second. I was there was the two young boys. This is this is this is, this is actually true because he's in this business, uh, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't wow. expect that. I, I I used to work as a photographer for a local theatre company, and they provided the two young lads, Andrew and I can't Richard. I think the other boy's name was, and they are the two boys at the beginning of the movie, right? So we were up there basically being guardians for them and looking after them. And they did the scene um, where his beloved Murren gets her throat slit. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. And I, the only way I could stay on set that day, because I had like my camera with me, even though they confiscated my footage for like months and months and months, I got it back about two months after it. Got released in the cinema. You used to be about, them. were you about 20, 18? 18. I was 18 or 19 at that point, yeah. Wow. And um, I literally had to dress up as one of the English soldiers and I could still point myself out in the movie. I'm in it for a fraction of a second in the background. Nice. Um, but that, that was the only, and the only way you know it's me is because there's a bulge, there's a funny bulge at the front of my chest and it's actually my camera underneath my costume because I refuse to like give there's up my camera. There's an aeroplane in that. Um, oh, there's um, cars and everything in that. I mean, seeing one of the battle scenes, you can see a bloody mini or something or a Ford Escort <laughs> in the corner. I mean, it's so badly wow. done in some cases. Um, <laughs> so Scott, Scott was, what I was going to ask, uh, that's amazing, Stu, is so with the um, Chinese balloon being shut down, and the other three objects being shut down that we're pretty much nailed on now that they are balloons. What did you make of how they were being reported by media? Um, it, it, mainly, it, your, mainly on your country, but... Yeah, it was really strange that they were calling them objects. You know, yeah, that objects. was weird. <clears throat> I mean, it's a balloon. Just say it's a balloon. I don't. I don't understand what they were doing or what 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 the whole point of that was. I mean, I automatically looked at it and said, you know, they're, they're And I made a remark on Twitter too, and I said, if if they were shooting down some kind of alien object, we wouldn't know about it. We wouldn't see it on the news. You know, they're not shooting down an alien UFO. That's not going to happen. If it was something of that type of importance, they would have kept it as secret as they could. Mm -hmm. Do you know why they you used know? a missile and not um, the gun that's on the aircraft? Do you know the reason for that? 
No. In the 19, I think it was the 1970s, there was a balloon um, went rogue and I don't know if the pilot fell out the basket or something, but it was going to end up crashing into something and causing damage to power lines or something and knock out, I think, half of Canada at that point. And they put up a jet to shoot it down and it fired literally every bullet it had in its magazine and the balloon didn't go down. So these basically said this time if we're putting anything up in the air we're going to take it out with a missile and that's the reason why wow. they didn't shoot it out with, with bullets i just found that out yesterday actually somebody wow. put that up. It was one of these things on youtube I, I, I have to say i did wonder that i thought you know to 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 because to, those missiles they cost a hefty uh they're not cheap no no but that's why that's why they took it out with a missile and I think they used I mean, the proximity fuse to make sure that it did get knocked out there. You you hmm. you feel like a, a a PlayStation Five is expensive or an Xbox? One of those missiles is a, is a truckload a truckload of those motherfuckers. Yes, yeah. what seven? Million, think the cheapest, of cheapest. Yeah, but the cheapest ones are like seventy thousand dollars, and they're Insane. still, you know, yeah, that's cheap. Um, yeah, that's right. why they, they didn't use their 20 millimeter cannon or whatever it was, the GAU 8 or whatever, um, on the, the flight. Supposedly, the, they'd done it before 30, 40 years ago, and it didn't take out the balloon. So they wanted to make sure they took it out this time. But and I'm, I'm outright in saying the only, out of the three or four balloons that it was, they've only managed to recover this, the debris from the Chinese balloon. They haven't covered the debris. That's, that's all I've heard. Yeah, yeah, me too, the debris which, from is, which is, yeah, it's really curious that the debris from the other ones hasn't been reported on or found or whatever. But, but I also, I also heard where they were supposedly looking, like especially in the north, northern part of Canada, there was somebody up there who was local to the area and he, he's like a bush pilot or whatever, and he was saying, you know, they're not making any great efforts to search for it. Yeah, it's weird. So it's a bit I of mean, a strange one, that. But yeah, it, it is really weird that they called that an object and not just a balloon or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's that, weird that, that they chose that word. It also seems to have disappeared out of the news cycle very quickly as well. Like, it's yep. never mentioned now. You know, you don't hear yeah. anything of it like, two, three weeks later. Did, did, so did you think, Scott, Scott, with... The fact that so Joe, Joe did, was quite late to react with that Chinese balloon, and that didn't that shut shut down like three days after it had been spotted. Um, I think it was longer than that. It it longer. traveled, yeah, it traveled <laughs> a, a, across the United States practically. Yeah, they, they they were tracking it in off the Alaskan coastline, about two hundred and fifty yeah. miles off the Alaskan coastline. They knew, yeah, knew about so, it. So it, yeah, it went diagonally across the United States, and I think they shot it down off the coast of South Carolina. Carolina, yeah, that's right. Twelve, yeah, uh, so within the so twelve it traveled, miles, it took it took a few days to get across the United States, but they were talking about it the whole time that it was going by. So, so with them saying that all of a sudden that we, they've got some software updates, they can spot these things now. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you actually think that is that's that's the reason why all of a sudden within the space 
of a few weeks, they shut down four blooms. Yeah, because NORAD switched their filters off. It literally was NORAD switched their filters off. They They were ignoring a bunch of things that potentially could be in the air from like flocks of birds to... Um, so they could be different. so they could be still shooting them down now, but now they've just stopped reporting on them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always a possibility. But the Chinese have been putting balloons over the US and other countries, for that matter, for decades because it's yeah. cheap and cheerful for them to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, you look it. at the drone technology that comes out of China um, in terms of like DJI and stuff like that. I mean, if that's what they can build for the consumer, what the hell are they putting together for, you know, the military over there? Yep. Makes you wonder. Yep. Before we uh, we disappear, boys, um, so I'm going to start with you, Scott. Do you, do you think that we're going to see a follow-up? Of, do, you, do you think we're going to see anything of this? Or it's going to be, uh, as you, you, you Americans call it, a nothing burger? <laughs> yeah i i mean i guess it's always possible that jerry jeremy puts out the the you can call him jerry know, what, he likes it call se- jerry. seven <laughs> seven second video or what or whatever it is i don't know but um it's not going to be much different than what we're looking at with the photos strung together it's just going to be a little bit smoother that's all but we're Did still you guys not hear that? There was something crashed kind of, yeah, yeah, that was something. Weird. My house. That was yeah, weird. something just fell over up the stairs. Don't know what it was. She did that. I'll find it in a while. So do you, do you think? <laughs> I, you don't, I don't you... think I don't think we're just ever gonna identify it for sure. There's really no way to do that. Do you don't? But you yeah. don't think any debunkers will be? It's possible that you. Debuggers could be eating their words when it comes to this footage. You don't think it's going to be? I just think it'll disappear like all the rest of this stuff. You don't see the bulk of video anymore. You don't see any frames of it or, you know, memes about it. It's just, it, it just goes through its cycles and then it disappears, you know, and there's nothing that can be done with it. It can fall into the lore of ufology and it becomes, you know, part of the whole lore, which has been going on for decades. Now, I don't know if they care. I hope they do. But but what is it is a pure and thoroughbred ufologist who's been in the field for quite a long time? What advice would you give to old school George Knapp and new school Corbell? in this field when it comes to have it because i i think they they've got a big responsibility now when it comes to this giving us this footage everybody's talking about it some of this footage may may makes it to mainstream media what would you say as a ufologist if you were giving a message for both of them for what they are doing i would say with a with a serious absolutely you know person who's interested in ufology to another person that's interested in ufology 
especially somebody like George Knapp, who's been in front of the camera for decades. He's been doing newscasts and you name it, he's been there. Buy yourself some good infrared cameras, night vision cameras, go out to these locations and catch that stuff on video yourself. Go and do that. They both have the money to do it. So go and do it and then bring it to the public instead of taking these junky little clips that people are giving you and putting them out, go out there and shoot your own footage. You know, there's no reason why no person cannot do that. Anyone can do it. It takes time, you know, and it takes effort. You've got to go through the footage after you shoot it, look for anomalies, but it can be done. And instead of, just putting out all this garbage, which is easier and they can make money from it. Boom, boom, boom. Go out and shoot some footage. You know, people do it all the time. They catch stuff. I've seen stuff on infrared that is just absolutely unexplainable with objects doing, you know, 45 degree angles at a high speed and, you know, doing peculiar movements and you know, there's just stuff out there that's not explainable. <clears throat> and anyone can do it. So, George, Jeremy, take this show. Take your weaponized, yes. you know, take your, your weaponized show and go out there. Go live. Go out to the desert and go live. Shoot some infrared footage. Set them up. Set up the cameras so the audience can see it. And sit there and shoot the shit and talk about UFOs. And we see if you it. catch anything, you know. Where should they um, take it? I mean, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter. They could pretty much go anywhere. I mean, if uh-huh. you're going to spend the time, yeah, if you're going to spend the time to to shoot the skies and watch the skies, eventually you're going to see or catch something. But it takes time. Over the years that I've been doing it, it's been far and few between that I've caught anything, but, but it takes time. you got to keep looking at it, keep filming it, keep looking at it. Sometimes I don't get, there's been patches where I haven't gotten anything for a year and a half. And then all of a sudden something shows up on the camera. That's like, what the hell is that? And I can't explain it, you know, but it takes time. It takes money too. You can buy some good cameras. I actually think you're onto something there because I think if Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp got a tent, put took Bob Lazar with them in the put him in the tent, <laughs> you know, trunk of the got, car, got some beers, <laughs> got somebody filming it. Don't forget Robbie Williams. Robbie, yeah, <laughs> I love Robbie. Get Robbie. Got to get Robbie in. Yeah, he still lives in LA, so yep, get Robbie. That is a motherfucking show, right there. Yeah, and you know, fuck it, invite Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Use Elon Musk's satellite system. Yeah, oh, they would give. They would. So many people would watch that. You know, that would would be amazing. Get Stephen Greer in the background shooting up some flares, and you're on. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he, he's got go. to photograph some yucca trees and turn them into aliens. No, love, we love him. And some insects. 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's no, there was a, there was a show that was done years ago. It was a Larry King live, which was on CNN. Uh, it was in the nineties, I believe. And I watched it and it was live and they were in the desert. He set up his desk in the desert and they shot the whole show from the, from the desert. And it, it was pretty cool. But I mean, you know, somebody could do that. And, and I've seen other channels do episodes where they're mm-hmm. out there live and they're, you yeah. know, and, uh, but I mean, it would take time and it, it, and it would take people that were committed to doing it. And, uh, and you, you need know. the money for the equipment. They've got the money for the equipment. Yeah, there, there's the prices have come down for really good HD infrared cameras and night vision cameras and uh, you know, uh, you know the ones that are filming the the full color uh, like uh, my psionics, Those are getting better. Um, How often do you, you know, go out? Well, in the winter months, I don't go out at all because it's really not good for the camera. I don't like the cold. You know, the mechanics inside is just not really good for the in the cold, and I don't want to risk destroying it. And besides, in the winter months, I don't see very much. I, I've mm-hmm. never, and there's nothing, strangely, it's not a time where there's a lot of activity. And if you look at any kind of like, authentic stuff like aquadia there's not a lot of stuff that happens during snow or cold areas you know it's i don't know but for me it's i don't want to destroy it i go out i try to get out at least once or twice a month in the in the spring throughout the fall and then sometimes i will sit somewhere i'll go to like the brimfield state forest that two o'clock in the morning and I'll park on the side of the road and then I'll get out there with a couple friends and, you know, grab the infrareds and just sit there and just search the horizon and just see God, what we can I, get. I'm just looking at Amazon here. The Tionics cameras have really come down in price. The Aurora Pro IR color night vision camera is just a grand. Yeah, which is really good. I remember, then, I remember when they were like 10 grand. But the 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 they definitely have to come up with the resolution. The resolution's a little too low for my liking. It's still good. Don't get me wrong. I love using it. It's a really cool camera. But I wish it had better resolution. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I mean, you 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 go out and you you just. I try to try to catch things and uh, you know see see what happens. Well, I would like to see that show. I think that that would be great. Get Jeremy Corbell, uh, George Knapp, Bob Lazar. I'm sure Joe will come along as long as there's you know whiskey. He'll be there. Get Joe Rogan there. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan, yeah. Yeah, get get Jamie, uh, Joe Rogan's Jamie doing the live chat. That's that's oh that's God. that's a motherfucking show right there. He he he, he can man the chat. Yeah, that I'm sure. Actually, if I ever get big, ish. If 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 ish. a few month, a few a few, month, few a few more thousand subscribers, I would love to get a Jamie. 
<laughs> Me and Lee say that all the time. We need needed Jamie. Get Jamie that you need somebody who's just like that instant boom up on the screen. We have to find it. You know, every so I'm like you'll say Stephen Greer, and I'm like searching and searching and searching. Then all of a sudden, it's like bam, got him. There we go. <laughs> Boys, it's been a pleasure. Um, I I don't think, don't expect much with this. Um, not a rocket, because I think we'll get I, seven seconds I, of potato footage. Yes, I think we're going to get. Episode. I think we're going to get seven seconds, which will be very very similar to what. Uh, who put the clip together, Scott? Uh, who put the uh, John John Greenwald. I think the clip will be very similar to that. Yeah, I yeah, agree. It, it, it's just going to be the same thing. It'll just be smoother. That's all. We just it, need more, so more frames, more frames. That's all. But you know, hey, when it, when I posted it, I knew as I was posting it that there's going to be people for and people against any type of missile, any mm-hmm. type of. You know, I, I knew that ahead of time. And sure enough, it just went back and forth, back and forth, all the way down. I, I, I do stand by that. I think he needs to get Mick West on weaponized. Yeah, that would be a good idea. He'll not you, get him, though. No, I I, I pre- I, I'm pretty sure Mick West would go. I, Mick West will come on Alien Addicts. He's just not got much time, but... He, me and Mick West have we have spoke, and he said he will come on here once he's got uh, his schedule free. I mean, he I think he's in LA now or something like that. He's not even in yeah, England he's anymore. Lived, he's lived in the US for years now. Yeah, um, but I think getting Mick West on big deal right there. Big deal for people putting out. There we are. The you know with great what, what's that old Spider Man saying? Great power comes great responsibility. Huh? Exactly, <laughs> Jezza, you've got great responsibility. Get Mick West on. Get him on. <laughs> yeah, but I am going to say before we go, people, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to show this clip again because I'm not a total naysayer when it comes to this. Um, not a rocket. I'm, uh, thanks, Jez. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. So I'm going to show this again because this was over the United States from a pilot that recorded something very similar to a rocket going over the plane. Uh, Okay, so there are new reports about a UFO sighting over the weekend. An American Airlines pilot reported the sighting over an area of New Mexico on Sunday. Here's what he reported seeing at the time. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us. That I hate to say, this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. Ooh, air traffic controllers reportedly didn't see anything on their radar, and the director of the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico confirmed there were no missile tests on that day. There we go. Yep. Yep. Well, 
not a rocket. No, we, we just. We... I don't think that was a rocket because that was very close to a fucking an airliner. Yeah, unless you. And the, uh, and the picture, I'm not sure, is legitimate. I saw it years ago, and it looks. Similar. This was from 2001. Yeah, yeah, and it the, the but the photo was shot by supposedly by uh, a person on the plane that was taking pictures out the window and just happened to catch it. But right. it's a it's a daytime shot, blue sky, uh, cylindrical. How close to the looking. plane? Um, it's it's right there. You can clearly see that it's cylindrical and it's metallic looking. I'll have to try to find it. How many how many meters would you say away from the plane? Um, five hundred meters, three hundred, hundred. Just from, I'd say five hundred meters. Yeah, I mean, I'm not good at distances, but no, I'm not even. You can never tell yeah. it on a on a photograph unless you can identify what the object hundred say if it was a car you could uh, yeah i could i could tell how many meters that were away yeah if it's just the shape you have no idea because you don't know how big the shape was right um right but yeah this pilot says it went over the plane and the way he describes it is over the top of the plane yeah they uh both looked up through the window apparently and watched it go over and saw it so so there are people there are rockets out there uh, there are um objects that look like rockets in other areas we've been reporting them for years we mm-hmm. some people might call them the cigar shaped ufo yep so so i will say this yes what Jeremy has reported on, and George, it's over a war zone. It's Baghdad, yeah? Yes. It's military footage, and it could quite possibly be a missile that is, if, let's just say it's official that it's a UAP. This still could be a missile, it's an unidentified missile. They don't know what type of missile this is, but it's a missile. True. Is, would you say that's a good way of pointing it, Scott? Yes, true. It's a, it's a unofficial missile. Right. It it's could the be... Taliban. The Taliban went on vacation over to Iraq from Afghanistan, took some toys that the Americans left behind, and decided to have a bit of a party. See, there you go. It's their brand very, new, tech. very plausible, very plausible. And then that way, it's not no, it's not a known like other country entity because they don't count the Taliban as being an official government, and you know exactly. I, I, I guarantee when we see, when we see uh, Wilcox car flying car for the first time, that will get reported as a UFO. When it's not, it's just Wilcox's <laughs> new car. Yeah. Boys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Scott, you are a legend in the field. 
Um, I have put your link in the description below. You should put more on the channel. I know you do a lot with Erica. Um, that is also a fantastic channel. Um, and uh, I, I, I'd like to get you back on with... Uh, I've become quite friendly with... Uh, what's his name? Um, Fire in the Sky guy. Um, Travis. Not Travis, no, no. Mike, Mike Rogers. Me and Mike, yeah, we we, we we message each other on Facebook now and again because we're both into art. He's he's quite yeah, nice. Yeah, he's quite he, a nice guy. Oh, he is a nice guy, don't get me wrong. I, I don't dispute that at all. But he he's not gonna go on any show with me. <laughs> he just, oh, you know I think he was that that whole fiasco was just there's never gonna come a day where they're gonna take they're gonna take it to their graves. It's the weirdest thing that though. It's the weirdest thing that they all hate each other, but yet they still stick to the story. Yeah. Kind of. Well, you know. I mean, Mike and Travis both had more to lose than any of the other guys. As soon as it became like we have always theorized that it started out as a, as a joke. Um, I have the phone call that I've never released with Travis's best friend as a teenager. And he is with the CIA now. So when Travis was a teenager, he had a teenage friend named Kelly Waldrip. And they would go around Arizona in that area and play pranks on people. And there was a time where they faked UFOs. He wanted to fake UFOs, sending up balloons with flares tied to them. This was when he was a teenager, before Fire in the Sky even happened. And I have this phone call of him and I. It's probably 40 minutes. And we discussed the whole thing. How when he first heard that they were coming out with a movie about his old best friend, Travis Walton, that he knew it was about UFOs without even, you know, looking at it. He uh, sent me the email that he sent to Travis saying, you know, you're full of shit. I can't believe you're doing this. He confronted him in the email. Um, you know, just, I mean, and that stuff's never been released. I never put it out. I didn't get permission from Kelly I never really asked him, so I probably ask should him. the phone call. Yeah, I, I should put it out. I, I can call him and ask him and see if he'll let me. He doesn't know that I recorded him. So anybody who's seeing this right now, yes, I did record it um, because I wanted to have it as evidence with the investigation we were doing into Travis's whole background and Mike's whole background. And... Um, I actually found out about him by accident because I was listening to uh, what's his name there with the podcast. Um, uh, the the Indian guy there, uh, Theories of Everything with... Uh, oh, yeah, Kurt Jamal. Oh, I love yeah, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love Kurt, too. He, he does Very clean show. kitchen. Very clean yeah, kitchen. And so he had on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Travis and put the quote up on the screen that told a little bit about Kelly Waldrop. And that's how I found him. 
So I tracked him down. I found his number. I called him. I left a message and then he called me back like a couple of days later and we talked for about 40 minutes. And, um, you know, he gave me the whole rundown and said, you know, Travis is full of shit. They were always trying to pull shit as teenagers, always trying to fool people. And Travis's whole family was into UFOs and, you know, none of that stuff got out to the public, but. So it's, it's I, so it's so odd though that they all stick to the guns. Well, Even, may, maybe they are, maybe they are all friends and they're just lying to us. Maybe they are the best of. Well, friends the other still. the other five guys, I believe wholeheartedly that they they were fooled, that they do believe it was a UFO. I believe the way that Mike and Travis pulled it off was being there for a fleeting moment, scaring them with the talk. They were racing down the road trying to get away. They left Travis there. Um, you know, I just think it just worked out. You know, it's like during the day when they were working, when Travis disappeared, you know, and then Mike disappeared. And they said Travis was sick in the truck. But, you know, we we just think is that they were going a distance away from the other guys to talk about what they were going to do in a few hours. I mean, there's so much of it that fits together. It's, it's. The, Would you the bottom... agree though, that Mike coming out and saying it was all lies, more beneficial for him sticking up for it right now. He, what Mike is doing is every few years will go by another project will come along that involves Travis. Mike will get pissed that he's not involved. He's not getting any financial gain from it. And so he'll, he'll go at Travis. So this last time, uh, a couple of years ago now, during the whole time that Erica and I were doing the investigation, Mike drove to Travis's house, which is, I guess, a couple hours away or an hour and a half or something like that, took pictures of Travis's backyard, which is all filled with old cars, washers and dryers, just all junk. There's all junk everywhere, all around Travis's house. Then he posted them on Facebook and was downing Travis because there was talk that they were going to make another movie about Travis. And so Mike was threatening to get some money from the latest project. And this is what he does. He does this to Travis to get money out of him, like threatening, I'm going to tell, you know, and, and it, it's a back and forth thing with them. It really is. So for example, Mike going on, uh, Erica Luke's with yourself, Mike could say to, message Travis and say, I've just been on this show about to go on again and and blow the lid off it. Give me some motherfucking money. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, if it was something like a, you know, for instance, when that whole thing happened, um, when we started looking at, we ran into Ryan Gordon, we started Mm -hmm. looking into the whole fire tower thing checking verifying that it was there you know then looking at you know 
uh, pictures of fire towers at night through the trees, you know, the descriptions that they used. Um, not a single time in Travis's entire book is that fire tower mentioned. Not once. Now, there are no prominent structures in that national forest, except campgrounds with, you know, picnic tables, maybe a built-in grill. But this fire tower is something that's like, was within miles or a mile or so, I forgot the exact length, of where this supposed abduction happened. Um, you know, and I just... I just screen captured a remark by Steve Pierce, who was the youngest of the group when mm -hmm. it happened. And he stated, no one thought to check the fire tower. He just put this on Facebook, not, not even, I think two months ago. So I also interviewed Steve Pierce. So he did, did say if I wanted another, another interview, I had to pay him 50 pounds. Um, Actually, no, he didn't say, he just said I have to pay him. He said, if anybody wants to interview, <laughs> if anybody wants to interview, they, you got to pay me. Um, but I did I did not pay him for the interview. He 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 got paid by uh, a good friend of mine. Um, and it's, Steve's odd. And yeah, I don't mean is. that in a, I don't, I don't mean that, I, I, I like, I, I think Steve to have a drink with, I, I would, I think would be a lot of fun. But the <laughs> fact that, that Steve, he wasn't in the film. He didn't nope. even know about, he didn't know about the film. No. Nope. And Steve, and Steve had such a, um, a, a, a big religious side with this. He said to me, if he lied, if they, if if the wool was pulled over my eyes, he would be pretty pissed. But I think he would be pissed for what this has done to his life. That's what I got the impression of. Yeah, I mean, and I don't blame him either. I mean, I don't blame those guys, and they're they're not going to say. Holy shit, after all these years I was I was fooled. I feel like a fool. We perpetuated this whole myth. You know, they they're just not going to do that. And I don't blame them. I don't. I do blame Mike and Travis because they did this to them. So did you ever hear because I never heard this before until I had Steve Pierce on the show, but did you ever hear them say that they saw the craft take off? Um, I, I, I believe Mike said, and I think it's when they stopped the truck, like down the road, uh, farther away that they saw it shoot off over the forest, but I'm not sure if that's in the book. Because Steve told me. He he thinks this is real because he saw he he saw it take off. I he, think his exact that... words were he looked and saw it take off, and that is what also that's also what um, Mike said. Who Steve and Mike hate each other. So uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I just think that you know everybody's everybody was you know adrenaline fueled at the moment they're racing down this dirt road in the dark um you know their imaginations are raging because they just saw, thought they saw this ufo um you know that there's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't make sense you know um and the fact that you know uh what a lot of people don't know, and I'll say this, okay. Ryan Gordon had become a, kind of a family member of Travis's for a little while, and people don't know this, okay. Yeah, I know the story. I've 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 had a lot of conversations with Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I know, so, I, know, I know what you I know what you're referring to, and and I think that. They, that Travis felt comfortable with him because of the fact that he was now in his inner circle yeah. and he, he revealed this stuff to him. And I think once that relationship that Ryan had, you know, broke off from the family, you know, now it was, okay, we're going to trash this guy. Anything he says, he's a liar, you know, and, um, you know, I I just think that Ryan's never lied to me. He's never mm -hmm. lied to me. Not once. Anything he's ever come to me with can be verified. He's never yeah, lied. I, I will vouch now, for, for Ryan with now, that. Whatever he now, says, he, he backs he, it up. Yeah, and and he's he's uh you know, he's tried to tell people that and prove that that, you know, he's not a liar, he's not out there to make up stories, he's trying to get at the truth. And um, another, you know, a traumatic event that happened in his life back when he was young is something that drives him to the truth. It's something that has driven him to the truth since he, you know, grew up and became a man. And it was a, a traumatic event. And, uh, you know, he, he feels like that if he, you know, lies and makes up stories that he's, you know, betraying that trauma. So, Is but that anyway. You? Oh, the dog. Yeah. So. It's the dog. I'm going to have to go very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. I just let her back too. in, but she's. I gotta get going antsy. too. So, I'm, I, it was it was yeah. great being on with you guys, and I enjoyed it very much. Just yeah. really, re really quickly before we go. So, uh, Scott Stu is making a documentary about yeah. Stephen Greer. Nice. About how much how much he Stephen Greer is 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 there for the greater good of humanity and Come aliens. Here. Now, he he's doing a lot of research, and Scott, Scott knows quite a bit. On St Stu, I say what Scott? Do you mind if 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 if? Oh, we Scott on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. No, Stu. I'm gonna have to go. All right, I'll, yeah, no, take, take take for a wee mate. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye bye. See you later. Bye bye. See you later, Scott. Yes. People.
Stu's dog. If my cat comes in here, do you know what I do? I just pick it up. And just... What? No, don't. Um, love dog. I want a dog. Get rid of the cats first. Thank you so much for staying with us, people. I know I look extremely um, red tonight. It's something to do with this monitor. Normally, I, I look so anemic, it I almost look dead. And with this, I just look like I'm sunburnt. I can't win. We'll fix it somehow. It's, maybe I need to get a green screen. But what I will say going back to the the rocket um is just kind of stand by with it people we've got the debunkers out there we've got the the people who are saying that this thing is it's going to explode and all of a sudden we're going to get no I not explode that's, that's a bad analogy but the fact that they've put this out and not backed it up with anything says to me there's something to come because that would be extremely fucking stupid. Jezza, that would be stupid. Please tell me you've not done that. Please tell me you've not just put some little shitty clip up, a few little frames of a little black thing that's going from one point to one point because that would be extremely silly. Um, and then you're going to put a video out next week with a line going across the screen because that would be st stupid. There's going to have to be something more. We need some more uh, meat, very moist meat. It needs to be moist. We need your moist meat. Give me your moist meat. When it comes to this, we need it because you have got you've got to back this up, my son. You have to back this up because if you don't, you're going to look a fool, and you're going to take that old timer with you. And I have a lot of respect for George Knapp, a lot of respect. I've got respect for I have got respect for Corbell. I do have respect for Corbell as much as. I've done many a show where we spoke about Corbell's footage being a little bit lame when it comes to anything that backs it up. He's still doing something. This, this, we're getting something. He has done things for the UFO community. And you can't. You cannot say that he hasn't, because he has. But nothing that he has done has, for me, been backed up. There's there's nothing there that's just yeah you've you give you've given us this, and this has just exploded, and we've got this evidence now. We've all we've all we've had is little pieces that we've had to puzzle together. Maybe that's part of the game. Maybe that's what we have to do. But I've never been good at puzzles. 
We need more. But anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is, people. Not a rocket. The fucking rocket, Jeremy. <laughs> it's not a rocket. I have no idea what it is. I have no idea what it is. I've had a little bit. I must have had, I think, that third glass of red wines tickled my nipples a little bit. I would like to get a show where... I can come on here and I can bring to the table some more footage from Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp and say without a shadow of a doubt that it's not a rocket. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm going to say this before I go because I know Lee's going to address this on Sunday. You cannot say that this is a rocket just because it's over Baghdad. All you've got is a line that goes from one end of the screen to the other, and it's black. Just because it's not bright white doesn't mean to say that... I've seen the rockets. I've seen the rockets. I've seen the rockets being shot. I've had loads of footage sent to me. I can't put it out because of YouTube, because it's war. So I can't put the real stuff out because the show will go down. So I can't do that for you. I've seen those motherfuckers and the white. They are white. The rockets are white. This one's black. Yes, I've seen Mick, I've seen Mick West footage where you can see the black planes. But when the planes move, you see the engines and the engines are glowing white. The angle of this rocket, though, you cannot see the engine. Uh, not a rocket, but you you can't. Well, if it's if it is a rocket, you can't see the engine. Okay, so all I'll say, people, is just stay calm. Let's see what happens. Let's see if Jeremy and the Napster bring anything else to the table on the next weaponized. I have to say, I'm enjoying the show. You know, when I'm driving to work and I'm listening to a little bit of that weaponized on the morning, it's entertaining. I enjoy it. But boys, you've got a huge fucking responsibility and you've given us tiny, you've given us some fucking frames. You're going to get destroyed on the back of that if you do not bring anything else on the next week. Anyway. I've rambled enough. And if you want to hear somebody ramble in a very sexy way, tune in on Sunday for my lad, Lee Mossy Audio, who will be, who, who is now a part of a alien addict. We we've joined up and I, I've got some merch that I'm making for him, which is fucking wicked. Um, but if if you if you don't want to buy Lee's merch, you can buy my merch. Jeremy, Bob, please, please, honestly, I will suck your nipples if you both go and purchase. I'll, in fact, I will send you a t-shirt for free. 
if you send if you reenact this photoshopped job of my beautiful my t-shirt really suits you people the link of to that t-shirt is in the description if you can reenact this and send me on twitter that would be bloody brilliant good night god bless jesus christ i look red mind the bugs don't bite i'm alien addict and uh yeah it's 100 percent not a rocket thanks jess